Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the LodgeCast Hotline. Brother Bishki here to tell you some of the hot upcoming movies we're going to be reviewing. If you see any of these movies and you have opinions about them, then please leave a voicemail at the phone number 1-877-565-1466, where you can call in your brief movie review and possibly be included in an episode. Don't forget to give us your bone count. Here are some of the hottest upcoming movies the LodgeCast will be reviewing. Coming to America, rated PG-13. Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk, rated R. Mortal Kombat, rated R. Once again, that LodgeCast hotline number is 1-877-565-1466. Call toll-free today. Love and light. Hello to Matt's Movie Lodge. I am Radon Chong. I want to send love and light to you all at this time. And now, by the power vested in me, I summon the LodgeCast. The LodgeCast is a little podcast where we watch weird movies so you don't have to. The LodgeCast, baby. Episode 99, Godzilla vs. Kong. Hello and welcome to a gargantuan, knockdown, drag out, rock'em, sock'em episode of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster, with me as always is Brother Bishki. Let's get rid of a Dumbo! And Brother Lucas. And tonight, a man that has been thirsting, thirsting for this film, it's Brother Zach. Only one will survive. One will fall, and we will live to tell the tale. (laughs) I hope we live to tell the tale. Tonight, we are doing a classic episode in that we are going to do our little intro, our little song and dance We're going to speculate as to who will win between these epic beasts, Godzilla and King Kong. And then we're going to watch the movie together simultaneously and come back and report what we saw. So this is a full-fledged, double-barrel, five-alarm episode for you This is a Vegas fight night episode at uh, the MGM (laughs) Grand back when it just opened with the indoor roller coaster. Exactly, Lucas. That's exactly what this is. And Zach, it's it's been a bit of a shock to us all that you are so invested in the battle of these beasts. Gentlemen, can you can you let us know a little 2020 bit? Twenty twenty broke you. Yeah, I mean, gentlemen, <laughs> this is the promise of Joe Biden's America. <laughs> yes, it is. I, when Amen. I think of the shit that we endured for the last four years that we are still standing today, despite the pandemic mm. that nearly broke us, but we can now today see light at the end of the tunnel that we are not going to descend into fascism and we can kick up our feet just for tonight and watch these two epic beasts do battle for our entertainment. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about. This is America, guys. This yeah, is America. It's true. And, and uh, it's, it's just, there's something so delightful about uh, just mindless popcorn entertainment. And I, I, for one, can't wait. Can't wait. We love that you're here for it, Zach. We love that you are on the edge of your seat. And to me, this is capturing a very similar amount of excitement that I haven't seen in you since John Travolta took to the sea and speed kills. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. Yes. Just delight. It's just delightful. I mean, you know, I, it's, it's funny you mentioned Speed Kills. It's like when he's on the boat 
It just makes him happy. Yeah. It just ma- he's just yeah. he's laughing. His hair is blowing in the wind. That's how I feel right now. I'm at sea, and I think it's a good way to approach this for 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 Brother Lucas. Just feel like you're underwater, mm. man. And I think it's it's yes. TGIF, guys. It's it's TGIF all the time, right now, like every hour. It's TGIF. It's it's those Friday night feelings. Wherever you are listening, just imagine it's Friday night. You know, it's date night. It's fight night. It's uh, <laughs> sex night. It's uh, <laughs> mom it's and dad night. Sex night. <laughs> it's definitely sex night between these beasts. If, not to get too philosophical, but I do think... No, please do well, get Well, but I think depending on which beast you aligned with, I think it might say a lot about who you are. You know, if you're the kind of person that aligns with a nuclear-infused, fire-breathing lizard destroyer, or if you're yeah. the kind of person that aligns with the sad clown you know, Hulk beast, <laughs> you know, uh, of King Kong, you know. But a, li- yeah. a line we did, we took a, an extensive poll on the yes. hotline of our lodge members. The inner circle elite. The weighed lodgers in. weighed in with a wide variety of mm. reasons for why they were backing each beast. And I want to right now lay down who we want us <laughs> for. Yes. <laughs> and then we're going to go to the hotline and wow. listen to what everyone. I love it. I, I, I just want to say real quickly, Bishki, I have been dreaming about what who each of the three of you guys are going to be riding for for the last 10, 14 days. I have my personal pred- predictions and I just mm. I really I, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear who each of you is, is, is which beast you're going for here. Who's, who starts Lodge Master? You, you tell us. Because Lucas is swept up in a, a beautiful ray of love and light right now, I want to I want to know what Lucas is thinking right off the bat. I'm thinking the OG uh, King Kong, you know, big big daddy primate, um, ah. Marion C. <laughs> Cooper, you know, creation from the silent era. I have not seen the original Kong film or any of the original Godzilla films, but wow. tonight I wow. am firmly. 100% <laughs> in the Kong corner. And mm. uh, I actually was kind of shocked because when I, I heard we were doing this episode, I, I in my mind, I was like, yeah, it's Kong versus Godzilla, Kong versus Godzilla. And then when I saw like a link or something, I was like, wait a second, they're calling it Godzilla versus Kong. And then I realized, oh, wait, I guess there's been more Godzilla movies recently than than King Kong it's movies, true. so I I, I can see true. why the IP the title would like rearrange the chronology of it, but I'm firmly a Kong guy. Well, but Lucas, I think that's interesting because just 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 very briefly in sports, home team is the second on the billing, mm. and so if you're looking at a box score, if it's you know the the Yankees versus mm. the Dodgers, mm. if the Dodgers are playing at Dodger Stadium, it's Yankees. At Dodgers, Yankees versus Dodgers. Dodgers are below Yankees on on the card. Very solid point, Zach. But but what's crazy is I realized because I, I looked it up and I've never seen this either. But there's another Kong King Kong versus Godzilla movie. That's yeah. correct. Yes, 1962 by Toho Studios. That's right. I won't say who the winner was on that. But but what was interesting about that? <laughs> well, no, please don't. But what was interesting about that? No origi- 60 spoilers. Uh, yeah. Please no, because I want to. I want to know later. But like, but but what I, what, what I le- what I also learned about that, which was I thought interesting, was the first two Kong movies were made in the same year. So the original came out in March of '33, and it was such a smash hit, obviously, that they were like, we're making a sequel like this Christmas, and they did. And then there was like another sequel, maybe like a few, like 10 years later in like the fifties. But then after that for, for King Kong, there's a 30 year gap. And the first time Kong returns is in 1960, whatever for Kong versus Godzilla. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of great info, but let's keep moving this along. I want to know what Bishki is thinking about this. I went back to the originals last week, watched (laughs) King Kong, 1933, (laughs) Godzilla, 1954. Have to say. Based on the originals, yeah. Godzilla, quote, from the Criterion subtitles, Godzilla was baptized in the fire of the hydrogen bomb and survived. Okay? Yeah. This guy, 165 <laughs> feet tall, 
shoots radioactive fire from his mouth. He's a total destroyer. Kong nearly beaten by a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. Yeah. Shot down by airplanes. Mere airplanes. They had to invent a new weapon of mass destruction called the Oxygen Destroyer to take out Godzilla. If you think that Godzilla is not going to completely destroy King Kong, I think you're out of your mind. There's no hope for Kong, and there shouldn't be. I'm Team Zilla all the way, 100%. Wow. wow. My brother my brother in, in arms is, wow. is in arms against me. This will turn brother against brother. That's what it's about. But I would expect nothing less from Brother Bishki and but I. What, I feel a, he what and a case Bishki makes for, for Godzilla. What a case he makes. Very compelling. Yeah. I'm going to chime in next because I want to give Zach the last word. It's very deserved. I appreciate that... Godzilla is damn near indestructible. I get that. But to me, King Kong has always been about an emotional connection. I've never felt an emotional connection with Godzilla. I've appreciated what he's done for humanity by fighting off uh, beasts that wish to do us harm. But I've always felt a very close emotional connection to King Kong. And so... My heart is with Kong. I will be rooting for Kong. And although I feel like the IP wars between these two creatures will force Godzilla to be the victor, I think Kong's going to somehow pull this off. I'm Team Kong tonight. Wow. I mean, right for the heart value. Yeah. Yeah. This is all about emotional, like, Rocky going the distance strength for me. Right. I love it. Zach, lay it down for us. Lay it what, down, well, Zach. Well, what, is, what is in your mind? I mean, first of all, this is exactly what I wanted and what I've longed for. And, and this is already, uh, it's almost like I'm listening to this podcast as we're recording it. <laughs> and it's just beautiful. <laughs> Uh, this yeah. is exactly the concept. It's an all-time episode. <laughs> I love the smell Classic of Godzilla <laughs> versus Kong in the evening. <laughs> I mean, you know, as someone who loves the art of film, and, and, and I met Lodgemaster and, and LT in art school, to be sitting where, where I, by the way, had the original King Kong poster on my wall for a number of years. So... But Your Kong be, love runs deep. It runs it's big. Deep, it's a but, tall one, folks. It's but, like six feet tall. Yeah, but to be sitting here talking about a series of films that is really about uh, storytelling at its most base, emotional, guttural, uh, primal, it's just thrilling. It's thrilling to deconnect the <laughs> intellect and engage with the heart chakra. Um, Who's going to win, Zach? <laughs> well, look. The last thing I'm going to say, the last, very last thing I, I want to say before I say who I ride for is Bishki really brings to light an issue that I didn't think about, which is, I, I, now, d- did Godzilla arise out of the A-bomb drop? The nuclear testing. It was from so the, the nuclear, nuclear testing. testing. Okay. Yes. Okay, because I almost felt an emotional connection to Godzilla that I'd never expected. Maybe it's a little less now <laughs> that you clarified that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a hundred percent with with uh, with the Lodge Master's take here. There's a an emotional yeah. connection to the gorilla. It's almost like he gained weight for the prize fight because King Kong yeah. is not this large normally, and uh, I think it's, <laughs> it's it's really something that they said we want. We emotionally need the gorilla, the closest. You know, we're, yeah. this is our, clo- the missing link here. You know, we, we're it not is. close to lizards. We're not lizards. No. Um, I can't identify with a giant lizard. We identify lizard. With, the, with the gorilla, with the ape. And, and so we need to see the ape win. We, we need to see him win. I'm going to be looking for that emotional investment in the lizard, but I, I, I don't feel it, guys. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's, it's all heart value. I root for the underdog, and it's Kong all the way. Yeah. It's Kong all the way. That's three Kongs and one Zilla. It's very close. I'll just say that. So in a way, Bishki's like Kong in this scenario right here. That's right. He's yeah, the underdog. He's the underdog. <laughs> yes. Um, well, let's, let's go to the hotline. And see what all the Lodgers had to say. Go to the hotline. Hey, Lodge Hotline. This is Tim. Let's talk strength. Let's talk weaknesses. Kong is like an ape, which is about 10 times as strong as a human being. So let's say that the size of Kong is about 100 times the size of a human. 
So let's say he's about a thousand times stronger than any of us will ever be. Okay, that's how that's his strength. Now, Godzilla, he's strong enough to literally level an entire city just by walking through it and whipping stuff around with his tail. So I think he's on par in the strength department. But uh, Godzilla does have a limitation. He's got the little T-Rex arms, uh, but you know, so he doesn't have the reach. But that tail makes up for it. Because uh, I mean, from experience, I had a roommate that had a not so nice iguana, and that little wompy tail—that thing can cut flesh. It can inflict some serious pain, and you never know which side it's coming from. It's it's a weapon. And uh, speaking of cutting flesh, that's Kong's first weakness. So let's discuss. I mean, he's gonna bleed. It's just fur. It's flesh. And uh, you know, Godzilla—he's got like scale-like skin that's impenetrable to missiles, explosions, ammunition of any kind. I mean, he's he's impenetrable. You, you can't even touch the guy. That's my take. Zilla all the way. No chance Kong is going to be able to survive this unless, you know, Godzilla walks off into the ocean and when he's bored playing with his little furry friend. Hi there. This is Sister Jackie calling my prediction for Godzilla versus Kong. So my initial guess was that Godzilla would win because he's got sharp, reptile-like claws but he's got a lizard brain. So I'm going to place my bet on the street smarts of King Kong, Love and Light. Hey, this is Lopes calling in to weigh in on the Godzilla versus King Kong discussion. You know, for me, it really comes down to logistics. Uh, Godzilla is a giant hard-ass lizard who can shoot fire out of his mouth, and King Kong is a giant ape covered in hair. So. I'm voting for Godzilla on this one. I feel like he's just going to shoot his fire all over King Kong and his hair is going to ignite and King Kong's going to fall to the ground and writhe in fucking pain and slowly burn to death. Hey, this is Brother Nathan calling in. You know what? I hum and hawed about this and it's pretty clear cut. Kong just has the better cinematic universe. He's had the better films. He's, uh, he's in a character who engages with people in the plot. Someone even fell in love with him, you know, and uh, he defied death back in 1933 when he fell off the Empire State Building. So Kong, to me, is just a stronger adversary to Godzilla, who just kind of wreaks havoc, comes slithers in and scares a bunch of people. For me, it's Kong all the way. Also, I mean, one thing, Kong doesn't have a tail. Uh, you can always get behind a fat boy and grab his tail, pull him away from danger, pull him underwater, yada, yada, yada. So Kong, again, gets another point. Love and light to all you guys, and let's see who wins. This is Sister Jessie. I think that it's very easy for people to want to side with Kong. I mean, he's the most like us genetically. Uh, so you kind of feel like maybe Kong has more feelings than Godzilla does. Well, not me. I always wanted an iguana when I was a kid. I've loved dragons. I think lizards are the bee's knees. There's something about... Godzilla that I connect to. Maybe it's my lizard brain talking, but I just feel like maybe Godzilla's the underdog in this fight. I think uh, people discount that lizard uh, more than they should, so count me for Godzilla, and uh, we'll see how they portray them in the film. Uh, looking forward to it. Good evening, Lodgecast Hotline. This is Brother D. I gotta go with Kong. Now, zoologically speaking, I don't think that he has an epidermis that is strong enough to withhold the, you know, armor, the sharp, razor-sharp armor that Godzilla has. But maybe he'll just go for the old uh, rip-the-jaw part. He may try to reach down into his esophagus and pull out whatever Godzilla's uh, fire-making apparatus is, just rip it right out. That's the only acceptable outcome. Hello, this is Brother Dave reporting. Just want to say that I love both of these guys a lot, and with all due respect to my man King Kong, a true hero to many, I'm gonna go with Godzilla here because only one of these guys has a song written by Blue Oyster Cult in their honor. So let's all bow down to the mighty Godzilla. This is Matt's dad calling in. The Lodgecast challenge was issued: Who wins in the new Kong versus Godzilla? My theory is Godzilla will stumble into the ocean, Kong stumbles into the jungle with a sore shoulder, and the winner is the girl. It's always the girl. The girl wins. She's in great shape at the end of the movie. Just like back in 1962 or 63, 
in King Kong versus Godzilla. Time for LodgeCast Flashback Alert. Picture if you can a small one-screen theater, free Saturday matinees. I was probably in sixth or seventh grade. The theater was always packed. Kids were on a sugar high from sugar babies, junior mints, dots. Popcorn was 10 cents a box. So when the movie starts, you can see the strings hanging from the airplanes. The Jeeps are plastic play army Jeeps and trucks. And Godzilla and King Kong look like they're wearing large sweatsuits with towels stuffed in them and then fur and scales glued on. Pretty cheesy. As a matter of fact, the candy would fly towards the screen when the stuff got really bad. Anyway, that was back then. This is now 2021. So, love and light and listen to your elders. Wow, that's a lot of passion. That's a lot of fire. Bishki, what data have you gleaned from all of that input? Well, let me just do a brief rundown of the results, lodger by lodger. Brother D, Kong. Sister Jesse, Godzilla. Brother Matt, Godzilla. Brother Dave, mm. Godzilla. Brother Nathan, Kong. Lodge Master's Ooh. dad, the heroine, the female heroine's going to win. Okay. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Typical. Love it. Sister Jackie, he went Kong. Wrong. Brother Tim, Godzilla. And then we get to us, Brother Bishke, Godzilla. Brother Zach, Kong. Brother Lucas, Kong. Lodge Master, Kong. Final results of the Lodge poll, five votes for Godzilla, six votes for Kong. Amazing. Yeah, baby. Wow. And yeah, one vote. Yeah. That's the heart. That's the spirit. Wow. That one vote is the 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 light in the eye, the the twinkle in the love and light. <laughs> one vote for the heroine. Is there even gonna be a heroine in this? Does my dad have any clue what he's talking about? It doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> Bobby matter. Brown might be the heroine. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Amazing. All right, boys. Well, there's only one thing left to do, and that's to witness this battle of all battles Buckle with our up. own eyeballs. Now, again, dear viewer, we haven't seen this movie yet. We're about to witness this right now, and we will come back with the freshest, hottest reaction to what <laughs> went down. Can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to Dumbo. It's time for Godzilla vs. Kong. Yes. God, boys, we are back from battle. Did we survive? Roll call. Bishki. Uh, here. Lucas. Energy charging up. <laughs> Brother Zach, you still with us? Robo Zach is here. <laughs> Mecha Zach. Mecha Zach. <laughs> well, before we get into the nitty gritty of what happened in Pound Town, a.k.a. Hong Kong. Bishki. From Rotten Tomatoes, legends collide in Godzilla vs. Kong as these mythic adversaries meet in a spectacular battle for the ages with the fate of the world hanging in the balance. Kong and his protectors undertake a perilous journey to find his true home, and with them is Gia, a young orphan girl with whom he has formed a unique and powerful bond. But they unexpectedly find themselves in the path of an enraged Godzilla cutting a swath of destruction across the globe. The epic clash between the two titans, instigated by unseen forces, is only the beginning of the mystery that lies deep within the core of the Earth, period. 
And it does. There's a mystery, all right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, right off the bat, I was pleased by the first shot because it's just Kong chilling, just straight chilling. I was very pleased to see that. We have some light, soft rock tunes whenever whenever Kong is is at peace, yeah. which is a nice touch. But shortly thereafter, we realize that he is in a monitoring center in Truman in Show. His Truman Kong He's in the show. Truman Show. That's what I wrote also. Yeah. <laughs> Skull Island yeah. Truman Show. And uh, he's not pleased about that. It, it's confusing to him. He's upset. And that's when we meet our human characters. And I don't know about you guys, but you know what? This script is stupid. This script is just, this script is fucking stupid. Well, stupid. It reminded me of the Meg script where it felt like it, it was like a script bot 2.0 that was like inputted yes. data from all the global film markets. And it's like, we've got and to kind it, yes. of touch upon all these different archetypes and characters. And it's like any pseudoscientific new idea that we posit needs to be repeated like three times by three different characters in increasingly dumbed down ways. It's a lot of exposition. And poor Rebecca Hall. I, I wrote down my favorite Rebecca Hall lines. I, I, I started clocking it. I'm like, every single line of hers is a howler. And that poor woman had to try to sell that shit. But it's like, what do you expect, right? It's like, what what am I getting into here? The movie's called Godzilla versus Kong. I'm not supposed to expect the best, but damn, guys, I don't know. Am I a grump here or what's going on? No, it was stilted. The The dialogue did not uh, roll off the tongue and uh, wasn't poetic. It, it, was, it was all taglines. Like every line was just kind of like, yeah. yeah, it was just like, yeah. oof. Kong bows to no one. I wrote that down. <laughs> I mean, so Rebecca Hall is the Kong Whispers, as she's known. Well, supposedly, but her daughter does all, her her orphan daughter does all the heavy lifting. Yes, Kong has rescued one of the last remaining inhabitants of Skull Island. And, and is he's almost like Kong's daughter, this, this girl. Yes. Um, where I was at the beginning of this is... <laughs> I wrote down, I could listen to A-list actors discussing Godzilla's behavioral <laughs> pattern with complete earnestness all night long. This yeah. is peak B-movie dialogue. I mean... It is, it is. You know, so, like, the early scenes with, like, Damien Bashir and, and Sarsgaard, I was like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever heard good actors say. Or at least yeah. in a very long time. And, it, and early on, that was really tickling me. I mean, but, sure. and I agree with you, Launchmaster. Um, Rebecca Hall had the best worst lines. The uh, <laughs> first one I wrote down was, when it comes to Kong, what I say goes. Uh, then I wrote down, in referring to Kong versus Godzilla, we believe they have an ancient rivalry. And then your yeah. favorite line, Kong bows to no one. The ancient rivalry one I, I wrote down too. It, well, during the opening credits, the, there's like a, a textbook that opens and ancient rivalry is circled in like a, you know, angsty kind of way. We got record of the battles, uh, you know, the the great battles yeah. of monsters yore. And, and, uh, <laughs> and like at that point, I'm like very much with the film. Very yeah, much. Sure. That's what I want to see. Um, it hadn't lost me at that point. The badness was was in the wheelhouse of what I want from from this film. Sure, uh, in the opening minutes, I did like that Brian Tyree Henry has a podcast. It made me think about what we're doing right now. I'm like he, it's podcast on podcast, oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, Inception. very meta. He's a conspiracy <laughs> podcaster, Titan Truth Podcast, www.titan-truth.com. <laughs> yeah, take it for a drinking game. Take a sip whenever someone says Titan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Please. Or Apex. <laughs> yes. Or Apex. But there was a line that Chandler said uh, that I thought if you were putting like a mega mix of Lodgecast uh, clips together, I I felt this yeah. could go. And it was when Chandler tells his daughter Millie Bobby Brown that podcast is filling your head with garbage. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Put yeah. that in the is, in the DJ mix. Is is there more of a thankless role in film history than Kyle Chandler in this film? Like, no. what do you think no. it's what do you think his paycheck was for this? I mean, honestly, I bet Kyle Chandler got paid full freight, like at least in the one to three million dollar range. Sure. But it was like one of those Bulgarian Bruce Willis film shoots where they only had him for like seventy two hours, so they had to like shoot all yeah. the scenes at like the end of the movie because he was yep. in a different movie. Like, I, I was just like, wow, it might as well be a Zoom performance. There's a few different people in different movies in this, I feel. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, because I kind of, I, I, I kind of I, I just on Chandler, it, it, there, he was in a different Godzilla movie and this is- Yeah, he was in the last one, that? Godzilla King of Monsters, which don't even bother, like that movie was garbage. <laughs> so this is but, a cinematic um, universe. This is, this is yes. a cinematic universe. Yeah, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown, Brown was, in, was in the original Godzilla from 2014, I want to say. And that's what been, they're yeah. referencing here. N- right? I think so. I don't I think I think she came in for Godzilla King of Monsters. Ah, I think okay. that was her introduction. Ah, yeah. Got it. Which I, I missed that one. Yeah, but, same. Garbage. Um, it's garbage. It must be stated that Millie Bobby Brown now looks and talks exactly like a young Winona writer. I could not separate the two anymore. <laughs> like there's Especially their sibilant S's, like right down, right down to just their cadence. It is dead ringer territory. Well, the real thing I was here for and what I was just reading into in every nuance of this film was who's going to win, Godzilla <laughs> or Kong. Right. right. And, and they get to get, the first fight pretty quick. It's a clear Zilla victory. So I was like, we're setting up a Kong victory. That's what, because there's a lot of sentimentality for Kong. There's a lot of sentimentality yeah, for Kong. Kong's well, we definitely with the hero. We open with Kong at sunrise, yeah. at dawn. But Bishki, yeah. Bishki, you know, the thing is about your, your, your affiliation with Godzilla, I have to say there's no soul in Godzilla's eyes. There's no, no. way to connect with the monster. Uh, you know, like... How am I supposed to? And the movie knows that. Yeah. I like a winner. Godzilla is a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in round one, I wrote that down too. Round one, definitely Godzilla. The underwater venue was not fair to Kong. (laughs) No, it was not. And you know what? Up until this first battle, you know, about 30, 40 minutes into the movie, I was in pain. Like, this shit is so not up my alley. It is hilarious how not up my alley it is. I feel like laughing at the bad B-movie dialogue goes a certain distance. But what if they had actually made this kind of funny or something? Agreed. You know, like, what if they had actually figured out a way to make this script kind of cool? It's so fucking dumb. Like, <laughs> the whole the whole plot is that they have to get Kong down to hollow Earth, which is a few thousand miles below Antarctica to try to get this power source, which will give him half a chance to defeat Godzilla. And the way that they set up that ludicrous concept is just the dullest, most unexciting way you could possibly do it. Like when they finally go there, which we'll cover, it's pretty fucking cool. And you could set it up in a cool way and you could make us, you know, care about these characters. But I don't know. I was not feeling it. You should have been drinking this. I was at I was pretending I was at the yard house and we were all going in together. This should have been in the theater. If this was in the theater, especially discount night, it should be 4DX. Like I I, I wrote down completely different story. This needed to be like a DTLA LA live 4DX experience with the mist and the spray and the wind and the bubbles and the seat shaking and the strobe lights and the lasers and the fog. Like I want it all like, like everyone. Um, Or, or it should be, uh, like a virtual reality experience, you know, where where you're like strapped in because because it's such a ride. Like it feels like, yeah, at home in my living room. Anything I'm- other than an at home debut for sure. Yeah. But my point is the second Kong's fist connected with Godzilla's face. I perked up. I'm back. You have. Of course. You had me right. at Kong punch. Yeah. And I was in. I was in for that battle. There, were, there was some very inv- inventive camera work. I mean, if you can call complete CG 
you know, world's <laughs> camera work, but there's some there's some cool <laughs> concepts going on. And I loved it. And then after Kong is roundly, soundly defeated in that battle, they get this idea that if they just turn the power off of everything, Godzilla will leave. I don't know. Well, I wrote down he's a stupid lizard. He's stupid. But he locks eyes with Kong. Kong's still alive. And Godzilla's just like, he pieces out. You know, very strange. He won round one and he's going to his <laughs> corner. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Slinking off in the sea. <laughs> oh. And then shortly after that, they do do this descent into hollow earth, which is this almost parallel universe that is filled to the brim with, you know, all all manner of prehistoric beasts. It's It reminded me aesthetically a lot of the Avengers Endgame, where it's like storm clouds, but the sun is shining through the storm clouds. And also had that Stranger Things, like, other upside-down world vibe, too. Yeah. It was like a mashup of a lot of other things. Well, it was also 2001 on the way. Like, Going the into way it. Yeah. They, they did the journey. I really, I enjoyed the journey into Hollow Earth. I was, I wrote down, pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I was into that. I was and laughing when Kong goes into zero G in Hollow Earth, and I thought that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And just imagine the 4DX effects mm -hmm. during some of this shit. Like when Kong when Kong rips the head off of a prehistoric flying creature and like slurps its brain out. Yeah. Alexander Skarsgård gives a perfect reaction that is by far the best acting in the entire film. <laughs> when when Kong does that, it, that's that was my favorite part. Yeah, by I far. left. Yeah. Mm. But then we're introduced to Mechagodzilla. Mm. And you can start putting the pieces together once you see that Mechagodzilla is coming on yep. the scene. You can start making predictions about... My stomach dropped. My stomach dropped. The landscape of the ending here. <laughs> Zach, what did you think when Mechagodzilla uh, came on yeah. the scene? I, I'm, I was with you. Um, I was riding on good vibrations through the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, and then the earnestness and the just overcomplicatedness and stupidity of this film was grating on me. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but I was trying to rock with it, and I think I even was like in that first ocean battle, I was like, okay, we're here, we're ready to party, you know, and I think... When Rebecca Hall, there when yeah. they went into Hollow Earth, there's an there's an ADR. She's off screen, and we just get another incredibly terrible line from her. Kong is on the move. We gotta go. And I'm thinking like, all right, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. But then we keep cutting back to this Millie Bobby Brown and Brian Tyree Henry subplot with the Mecha Godzilla. Cut all that shit out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wrote. I wrote too many characters, too many subplots, shit I don't care about, and and humans trying to replace Godzilla and human corporations are the bad guys. Guys, have faith yeah. in the incredibly stupid, simplistic <laughs> premise. We came yeah. to see... Have faith in your titans. We came have faith to in see your title. Godzilla versus King Kong, and mm -hmm. then we came to... The only human beings, honestly, I want to see are bureaucrats and accountants. I want to see yeah, sure. people fretting about the cost of the buildings going down. And <laughs> I want to see mm -hmm. people trying to figure out like how they're going to get the right governmental organization uh, in gear to take, to like have a chance against this. That's it. Everything else. I want yeah. to see the two beasts in different venues. Maybe you throw like a pterodactyl from Middle Earth in at one point, whatever. But like this, yeah. I, I'm with you guys. When when we start seeing Mechagodzilla and and we kind of go through like a museum of of like, oh, this is the such and such character and the kids all know it. And I'm like, you know, this is like, are they selling toys <laughs> to us here? Like, this just sucks. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like purchase a ticket to this shit. I started to get like a distinct taste in my mouth. And I remembered um, going to the lodge <laughs> to watch Manny yeah. Pacquiao and Mosley. And there was so much. Oh, wow. There was so much um, heat and, ex hype. and hype and excitement. 
And then the fight itself was such a dud. And uh, it was poor. Yeah. And I was starting to feel like we're, this is where we're heading, folks. We're heading to a uh, stillbirth here. But Kong gets a charged up battle axe. So there is hope. And when the battle axe is charging, somehow Rebecca Hall knows exactly what's going on. She's like, it's drawing radiation, like it's <laughs> charging it. I think that's the line. Yeah. And the lodge mistress was like, what does that mean that it's charged, like radiation is charging it? I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's a battle axe. It's charged up. So there's so much hullabaloo of getting down to hollow earth. And Godzilla has no time for any of that. He uses his proton fire breath to just shoot a direct shot all the way down to exactly where King Kong is. And they like peer at each other through this hole from thousands upon thousands of miles away. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Somehow, somehow Kong just rises up (laughs) and we're in Hong Kong and the battle is on. And I'll tell you, like my bones, my bones were firming up. There was calcium. The calcium density was increasing. And I was pleased with the neon cityscape. And I was with it at that point. What did you guys think when we get to the end game here? I love the setting, Hong Kong. I love the destruction. I'm a big fan of destruction films. Roland Emmerich, <laughs> shout out. Um, Tens of thousands of people had to die during this yes, yeah. during this showdown. They do a little lip service by showing some people fleeing, and it says there's a sign that says like Titan Fallout area <laughs> that they're going into. But there's still people in nightclubs and like tourists walking around. So yeah, yeah, lots of death, and it's ba- and it's a battle. Um, yeah. And round two goes to Kong. It's said in dialogue. Round yes. two goes to Kong. <laughs> Skarsgård yeah, says true. that. But then there's a round three. And it's pretty clear that the victor, had he chosen to end Kong's life, it would be Godzilla. Yeah. Like, he crushes his chest with his paw, with his foot. His hoof. With his cloven hoof. And I mean, Kong is down for the count. It's over. This is over. <laughs> I'd say I say round three goes to Zilla, and he's the Without victor. A but doubt. it's a little murky because we got Mecha Godzilla sitting but around. If you take if you take Mecha Godzilla out of the equation, which mm-hmm. should have been done in the the pre planning stage of this whole film, then you know, as far as our internal lodge polling is concerned. Godzilla is the victor. Yeah. And Bishki, you picked it. To the victor go the spoils. Well, yeah, Brother Jim. Yes, but I, would, uh, yeah. I, I think the Lodgemaster's father wins this, actually, is, 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 is because <laughs> I neither, was going to get to that. This, this movie pulled the fucking okie doke on us. They promised us it did. one of them will fall, one of them is going to be yeah. the champion, and yes, one of them did fall, a character that was not on the poster. That's who fell. Yeah. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. uh, and the Lodge Master's father was right. Millie Bobby Brown was the winner. She poured the stuff on the computer. Or the orphan girl. The orphan girl, mm-hmm. I think, was the heroine. Because she's the one that made Kong realize that Godzilla and them are friends. Yeah. She's she's the winner. And I did like I liked how they did a little nod to Coco the Gorilla who is a very real, was a very real gorilla that everybody should look up if you're not familiar with. Oh, very Coco magical, yeah. very magical gorilla that did learn how to do sign language. And, you know, there is a lot of possibility there. I thought it was pretty cheesy in this, but, you know, I like the idea of Kong communicating via sign language. And I also loved when Kong gets resuscitated for the final battle with Mechagodzilla he realizes his shoulder is out of its socket. And in what I believe to be a nod to Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon, he slams it against a building to reset it, which was a very special moment for awesome. me in this film. But, Lucas, you are being very cagey right now. And I really want to know, when this battle was going down, were you smiling? Like, what what was going on with Lucas? <sighs> Yeah, I was uh this was a tough this was a tough one for me. 
I, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, I don't have a good track record with the past films, and I had to actually look up when Godzilla: King of Monsters came out because even though I remember us seeing the trailer incessantly in the before times, incessantly, it was like yeah. twenty five years ago in my emotional spiritual years. So I was like, when did that sure. come out? And it was like, yeah, the summer of twenty nineteen. I have zero awareness because God bless you guys. We didn't have to cover it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I'm I'm out of the loop a little bit, and I feel like yeah, Peter Jackson's King Kong and and all the other movies are just like super long, and like like Zach brother Zach said like the plot's contrived and overcomplicated and stupid. And it's like why why are we like getting all this shit? Like I just want to see these guys fight. But like the, so when they fought, what did you feel? That's yeah, all I like no, know. the I visual effects else sucks. that were like too like low grade for me. Like it felt like I was at like oh. a Las Vegas casino, you know, watching a slot machine. Like you've hit the jackpot. Like you know, <laughs> it just it, it just didn't seem uh, uh, like I don't know that interesting. Like I'm I, sure I wasn't it cost emotionally three hundred million <laughs> really, really into it. <laughs> I mean, it's a kids movie. Like I know it's a, it's a, it's like a family kids movie and the closest thing to a salad dragon would be when, you know, Kong uses that, that creature's head as like a chalice to drink its brain goo. Definitely. It's a crouton. It's a crouton. It's a crouton. Yeah. It's a crouton. But this was tough. This was tough. I, I was like actually kind of relieved I was watching it at home and like not on the big screen because I was just like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, these two beasts, these two titans, as foretold, the second Mechagodzilla comes on the scene, they team up and Mechagodzilla has flesh and bone Godzilla on the ropes and he's down possibly for the count. He sees King Kong creeping up behind. Godzilla shoots his, his uh, what do you call that? Like Radioactive fire beam. His fire beam? Yeah. Into the air, Kong instinctively raises his battle axe to be charged by this fire beam. And then Kong has his day in the sun. And he goes fucking apeshit, quite literally, on this Mechagodzilla tearing him limb from limb. And there is a nice moment where we cut to the Millie Bobby Brown crew and they all cheer, which I think in the theater would have gotten some claps going, you know? Yeah. But but the way that they thwart Mechagodzilla and make... <laughs> Lucas's eyes are rolling back in his head right now, by the way. <laughs> Not for comedic effect, like just roll it. Like he's he's passing out. But the way I've been drinking, the way, Lodge listeners, I have definitely been drinking. The way, speaking of drinking, the way that they thwart Mechagodzilla and make him weak enough to be decimated is they take Brian Tyree Henry's flask and just dump it on the computer console. And that's oh. all it takes. Yeah. Mechagodzilla's <laughs> toast. That's some Homer Simpson level uh, MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good moment, but dumb. So dumb. <laughs> dumb. So dumb. Massive skill. You know, you know, Adam Wingard is the guy that gave us the guest. A really, yes. really funny, playful. A beautiful movie. genre film. I love it. I love it. Top you know, five of that year. Yeah, really fun. But he just doesn't bring any of that like mischief to this film. Any of that no. winking mischief. So I I think I the closest to the winking mischief is like in round one when Kong like vomits up all the water or when he drinks right. from the head. There's like certain flourishes where I'm like, oh, maybe that was an Adam Weingard note. Or maybe that was like a not, little thing he told the visual enough. effects I, you're right, guys that, to create. But you're right, and that's not but and I just go back to what we were talking about earlier. is just the simplicity. It's like, it's the tone. The tone needs to be a little less, I mean, embrace how stupid this is. Yeah. You know, like embrace how stupid it is and make it fucking simpler. You know, like. Yes. It, yeah, simpler. It, it, like, I'm sorry. There's too many characters, too many subplots. Shit I don't care about. Like, just make this just a totally stupid, simple, fun time. And maybe they need Paul Verhoeven, you know? I don't know, something. 
Maybe, yeah. maybe, yes. Maybe, maybe Dude, that would be amazing if Verhoeven directed this in 2021. Like if he was like 80 <laughs> years old, he was like, we we have Godzilla and King Kong and we, we have them crash into uh, a ballerina studio where a bunch of ballerinas are doing Black Swan and it's just pandemonium. King Kong's pendulous breasts <laughs> wipe out an entire ballet studio. I was going to say, it's got to be like something like an S&M dungeon that Kong finds his way into or something, you know? His uncircumcised ape penis drags along the ground, killing everyone in its path. That's what I want to <laughs> see. I mean, but maybe the point is that if, if, if Wingard can't bring what made him, you know, exciting as a filmmaker to this, then maybe they'd suffocate the Verhoeven out of Verhoeven if he took on uh, yeah, this title we don't want as that. well. And it just, this is going to be what it is, film by, uh, you know, filmmaking by, you know, uh, committee and, and, you know, toy man. Mecca committee. Mecca committee. And it is what it is. And I, you know, I, everyone in the lodge was making fun of me for falling for this. And I did. I did, but you know, I wanted it, guys. I wanted it, and and yeah. and the conversations we're having are delivering yes. for me the the stupidity that I was missing in the film. Um, Absolutely, the playful stupidity, I guess I'd say. That's what we're bringing to it. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have any more to add about this tale of two beasts? No. Nope. And a mecha beast? No. Nope. Let's go to them Titan Bones. Brother Bisky, you're up. Yeah, I do believe in my heart of hearts. I was correct. Um, <laughs> Three-round battle, Zilla and Kong. Zilla won two out of three. But it's a little murky because that goddamn Mecha Godzilla that I didn't want yeah. in the film at all. So Lodge Master's dad was also kind of right in that the heroine gets the <laughs> final word and gets Godzilla and King Kong to be friends, which nobody wants. Yeah. Anyway, so that <laughs> that took it down a notch. The whole Mecha Godzilla, as soon as that was introduced, I was like, oh, God damn it. You just Yeah. All you wanted all we wanted was one to win and one to fall. We did not need anybody else in this movie. But I laughed quite a bit because it was just stupidity on such an epic scale. God, but for that murkiness, I can I can only give it two bones. Two bones. <laughs> one one per Titan. One per Titan. All right. Brother Lucas, lay waste to Hong Kong. I'll follow up with uh, Brother Bishi and I are again in tune and I'll give it two bones as well. Um, mm. I I really wanted to just like it more and get into it more. And, and I think Brother Bishi hit the nail on the head where it's like, we just want to see these two iconic characters uh, do battle, if you will. And if I were the director, if, 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 if I was telling the story, I would model it after, you know, like a Rocky or something, uh, in the sense Is this a live rewrite? Just, just no, no, I don't think so. But just to give it like, <laughs> like the climax should have been the showdown between the two. And you could have had the Mecha Godzilla yeah. as act one or the midpoint or, sure. or like any other, all the other battles with like the Mothra or whatever the thing is called that, that he tears the head off of. Like maybe you think Mecha Godzilla is going to be this big contender at the end, but Kong dispatches it easily. Right. And it shocks you because, you know? because, because some, when, some surprise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some surprise, because as I was watching this very early on after the very first fight, I was like, oh, this is they're already fighting. Yeah, like 30 minutes in like, well, then if that's the case, then I knew in my heart they were going to set aside their differences and have to team up. And so I was like, well, hopefully the Kaju that comes out of the ground will be like really interesting. But when it was the Mecha Godzilla, I was like, dude, this is some Michael Bay Transformers shit. Like, I'm sorry, but like yeah. I've seen this imagery before. Yeah. And like even the lighting aesthetic reminded me of like other Marvel movies. And I was just like, this this is too much. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah, two bones. That's it. I don't want to push it anymore. <laughs> two bones. All right. Brother Zach, you got some love and light to add? Uh, you know, all my love and light was in my hope for the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's, you know, and I'll try and, you know, I've said my piece here. I, at one, I, I honestly, yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys in on something. I had a, a little secret plan uh, that mm. uh, I was going to rope my wife into her first LodgeCast appearance 
uh, as she was, <laughs> she, she, she told, I asked her who she rode for. And she said, I don't know anything about this. And then she said, she hates lizards. And yeah. which one was the, li there's a lizard and a monkey. I said, yeah. And she said, well, she hates lizards, but she did like that the lizard was from, was from Japan. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but it wasn't enough. And she said, no. Kong. I said, well, stick around and see what you think. And she, uh, <laughs> she took a few peeks in. And I wrote down the two things she said. She said, King Kong has a cute butt. And, there you go. Uh, when he was on the throne in, in his temple, um, yeah. uh, Anya just said, this is ridiculous. And then she left the room. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the breaking point. <laughs> and, and I said, and, and she asked me before I came back in here, should I still join you for the surprise? I said, I said, no, I think we need to have you on a proper episode. This movie isn't worthy yeah. of the surprise. And yeah. I think that's where I come down to it, folks. This is DOA. Um, mm. it, and, and, you know, all my goodwill, I was climbing a fucking mountain. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, it was funny and stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just make, I'm just like pushing the boulder up the hill and I just let I just yep. let the boulder roll over me at, at some point. I was just like, this just sucks. It just sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I can't. I can't. I wish I was in the theater with you guys giggling about it. Um, the theater would have been a different, whole different experience. It would have. For sure. Yeah, it sucks. Um, just to watch Bashir and Rebecca Hall say that stupid dialogue is a bone. And that's what I'll give it. I'll give it one. Nice. nice. Fair. All right. Fair. Fair is fair. Fair is fair. And, you know, my own goodly wife, the Lodge Mistress, had some input in this as well that I thought was very astute. As the beasts fought in Hong Kong, their final fight, she noted that much of their kind of overdramatic antics wouldn't be out of place in a silent film. That's right. And as I was, as I was no fan of this script, I thought, how fucking awesome would it be if there was no spoken dialogue in this movie, yeah. if the only dialogue was through the orphan, you know, sign language girl, you know, we all know what's happening. Like, we know what the deal is. We know these Titans are going to face off. And you could just make this kind of operatic movie that would be truly universal to all cultures. And nary a word needs to be spoken. Like, it. if I were to watch this and they, you know, were planning to go to Hollow Earth, they can go to Hollow Earth, they can be, like, amazed by it. You don't need dialogue for any of that. And, like, when Kong rips the head off that flying pterodactyl beast in that infamous moment and starts drinking his brains, it cuts to Skarsgård. He gives his reaction. Perfect. And then they cut to Aiza Gonzalez, and she says... That's so gross. <laughs> you don't need that. Yeah. You don't need any of the lines in this movie. But as it is, there is a lot of words and they're delivered in a lot of ways and none of them are pleasing for me. But I did love the battles and I perked up pretty much consistently through the last 40 minutes. So if I'm riding high-ish for 40 minutes out of a movie, I can't knock it too much. So I got to go two bones. I got to go two. Yeah. One per Titan. One per Titan. <laughs> no bones for Mechagodzilla. No bones for, for him. He can uh, rust in a junkyard. Two Titan bones. That's right. I love this silent film vision. It's like a, how great would this movie be at 75 to 80 minutes too? Just beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Make it short. Just with thing. like Philip Glass or like Hans Zimmer, like <laughs> I would love to see that movie. And people would fucking flip for it. Fanboys would be like, oh my fucking God, that's so brilliant. You know? Like there'd be something for everybody. It'd be like but the Baraka anyway. of Godzilla movies. Yes. Please. Or Verhoeven. Or Verhoeven, yeah. Either way, I'm pleased. But two bones as is. Godzilla is the winner. Mozilla right, Dilla. All right, all right. Our Kong love shall burn into eternity, but yes, Godzilla is the victor. So 
We got to pay tribute. Let's do this in a movie theater soon, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yes, please. There'll be a rematch. There'll be a rematch. And one will die. That's what the tagline has to be. <laughs> <laughs> one must die. Love and light, Love y'all. And light. Love, Love and light. light. Well, old King Kong was a hell of a gorilla. He stood for Stone's tongue. They shot him with missiles and arrow flames, but he refused to fall. With Fay Ray in the palm of his hand, he walked right over the world. Cause just like me, he would do anything just to keep his girl. Yeah, old King Kong was just a little monkey compared to my love for you. If you treat right every night, he'll do what you wanted to. I've said it's bigger than Bob.